1: We are going to be talking with Jason Anderson. He's the president and CEO of an organization I am a big, big fan of, and that is Cleantech San Diego. And when we hear people in both the private industry and the public industry talking about public-private partnerships, I always think of Cleantech San Diego because I just think they are a role model of creating measurable, substantive results based on a very organized way of putting public private and academic partnerships together and so I'm so pleased to welcome Jason Anderson to the show welcome Jason
2: thank you thank you good to be back
1: It is great to have you back. It's been a long time since May of 2001 that we had you on. And I know that since then, a lot has happened with Cleantech San Diego. And so I'd like to start by having you explain why Cleantech San Diego was formed in the first place. What was the need that the organization could fill for San Diego?
2: Yeah, of course. And again, thank you for having me on this morning. So Cleantech San Diego is a nonprofit member organization. Uh we were actually founded ten years ago uh to really position the greater San Diego region as a global leader in the cleantech economy. And we were when we were founded ten years ago, it was really to help support the development and deployment. Of renewable energy and clean technologies, both for the benefit of the economy and the environment. At the time, the state of California was passing AB32 and other really aggressive um, and benchmarking and landmarking um, climate and. Uh, energy regulatory policies and goals. And we just really saw that what the state of California was doing to benefit the environment would also benefit the economy. And we wanted to make sure that here in San Diego, we were well positioned uh, to take full advantage of what the state was doing, um, both from an environmental perspective, but also from an economic perspective. So as a nonprofit organization, we're really uniquely suited um, to support the industry. We foster collaborations across the public, private, and academic landscape. Like you said, uh, we lead advocacy efforts to promote clean tech priorities and make sure there's market certainty, um, not only here in San Diego, but in California as well. Um, And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, we're an economic development organization as well. So we really try to encourage investment into the San Diego region. Again, really thinking about how an organization like ours um, and our members and the work that they're doing, again, benefits both the environment and the economy.
1: Mm-hmm. And I really do think of CleanTech San Diego as one of the great role models that I'm aware of, of this public-private academic partnership model, uh, especially here in the U.S. And I'd love for you to talk to us about the composition of both your membership and your governance board, just so we get an idea of how and who you've put all these groups together.
2: Sure. So. It's definitely evolved, um, and it's taken a lot of work, but we're, we're in a great spot. So we've got about 117 uh, local businesses, universities, governments, nonprofits um, that are all committed to advancing sustainable solutions, again, for the benefit of the economy and the environment. And I hate to sound like a broken record uh, when it comes to the economy and the environment, but it's such an important part of what we do. Um, so we've been able over the years to pull together um, leaders from all those different areas, um, and that includes uh, companies like Qualcomm and Renovate America, uh, Sullivan Solar Power, SDG&E, which is our local utility, uh, Baker Electric, large companies like GE, AT&T, Optera, Black & Beach uh, that have a broad global um, footprint, um, and also the city of San Diego, the county of San Diego, the city of Carlsbad, San Diego County, the city of Chula Vista. Um, a number of different municipalities and government organizations throughout the region, and then obviously our universities. So obviously UC San Diego, which is one of the leading research institutions here locally, but also in the country, uh, the University of San Diego, San Diego State University, um, and then other organizations like the Port of San Diego, the airport here in San Diego, and the military. So for us it's a it's a little bit of everyone, um, but I think that's important, and the interesting and really important thing is is that all of these companies are really focused on, again, those those economic and environmental solutions. Um and we're also supported by the support industry here. So Bank of America, um, law firms like Procopio and Latham and Watkins and Morrison Forrester, uh, accounting firms. Erson Young, so we've been able to really pull together uh, people that are, are committed to what we're doing, um, but also want to be a part of really helping to build out uh, not only this organization, but this clean tech cluster here in the San Diego region.
1: That is so exciting. And, and I just can't tell you how proud I am to hear that what was formerly, you know, my hometown, when I was in the Navy, I thought of San Diego as my hometown while I was stationed there, to see this level of and caliber of collaboration. You God. know, I want to <laughs> I want to spend the majority of this episode talking about the initiatives and the various industries that your organization is working on and working with. But before we do, I want to make sure that our listeners who may be thinking, wow, I'd love to form something like this in my city, um, I'd like for them to understand the mission of Cleantech San Diego. And from what I can see, there are two important pieces of your mission. The first is to accelerate clean tech innovation, and the second is the adoption of sustainable business practices. And so I know that you are a nonprofit organization. So how do you measure the organization, organization success in meeting that mission? How do you know when you're making headway in both accelerating clean tech innovation and helping companies adopt sustainable business practices? So,
2: uh, you know, in all honesty, it's hard. It's hard to kind of gauge the success of a a trade association or a nonprofit membership organization. Um, You know, we're here, my staff and I are really here to serve our members. Um, So we first look at uh, the economic um, and environmental impact of the work that's happening here in San Diego, and we by no means take credit for all of it. Um, We like to think that our members um, are having a, a large part of it and doing their fair share. Um, But on an annual basis, we really think, you know, we look at kind of the economic output of this industry here in San Diego, uh, and we've been able to see that grow over the years. So that's kind of the economic piece of things is just watching this industry grow in our region. And again, not to our 100%, you know, our credit, um, but really to the credit of this region. We also, we track what's happening from an environmental standpoint and really look at how GHG greenhouse gas um, emissions are being reduced in San Diego and, and how that's all happening. Um, so those are kind of the environmental and, and economic um, uh, metrics that we use. They're, they're big and they're broad, um, but it's important for an organization like ours and we really talk about the co-benefits of this industry, um, that we really track the growth of the economy at the same time we see the reduction of greenhouse gases in, in the region. Um, and for us here in San Diego, we've proven that those don't have to be at odds with each other. Um, but to get to there, we have a number of different programs that we run, um, to again really support the, the industry and to support our members. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we spend a lot of a lot of time advocating on behalf of our members and really promoting local and state and federal policies um, that help advance our companies, our member companies' priorities um, and at the same time supporting our regional clean tech economy. Uh, we actively participate in a number of organized state and federal coalitions uh, to really help promote and shape policy agendas. Uh, that represent our regional clean tech community's interest. Um, so over the years we've been able to see California, uh, the city of San Diego, the San Diego region, uh, really continue to be aggressive and progressive in terms of the policies and regulations that they're setting forth that impact our, our industry. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking about what's happening here in San Diego, uh, Thanks to you know you, you and this show and, and other venues, uh, we really um, like to promote what's happening here in San Diego. Um, again, it's part of that economic development play and what we can do to go out and market San Diego as a place for investment. But it's also helping to promote what our companies, our member companies are doing here in our region. So those types of things are, are, are seen as valuable to our members and they're obviously valuable to um, our region. Um, we also spend uh, a fair amount of time educating not only our members, but really the broader San Diego community um, in a public forum on issues related to this industry uh, that impact everybody here in San Diego. So we, we create open dialogues amongst the business community, um, you know, the, the public sector, the government leaders, and others uh, to really understand the, the full potential of this impact and, and, and where we are um, and a lot of that, again, those types of programs, those initiatives, what we're doing with our members, um, has really gotten us to where we are today. And in fact, we rank number four in the country um, in terms of our clean tech leadership. Um, and we've been elevating ourselves in that ranking um, over the, the years. Um, 43% of our, our energy here in San Diego comes from renewable energy sources, and that is very, very significant. Uh, we actually are the number one city in the nation for solar installations. Um, and a lot of our cities around this region are adopting climate action plans uh, that contain really aggressive renewable energy goals up to 100%. So things are happening in this region that, I don't, again, I don't want to take all the credit for, but I think the business community, the public sector, other nonprofits, the universities, you know, we all have a stake in this here um, from a regional perspective. And we're seeing, we're seeing the benefits, I think, of all of our collective work.
1: Well, and that is so exciting. And I know that part of what you need in order to drive that economic growth is a workforce. And I really love one of the initiatives that I read about on your website. It's your college and career readiness initiative. I'd love for you to share what that's all about with our listeners and help them understand what Cleantech San Diego is doing for young people in the area. Sure.
2: Great. Yeah, of course. Um, So just To touch on real quick kind of the economic impact of this industry right now in San Diego, there's about 36,000 clean tech jobs here in the region. Um, Most of those are solar related. As I said earlier, we're the number one city in the nation for solar installations, So it's no no surprise that the majority of the jobs um, are related to the solar industry. Uh, There's about 2,500 clean tech businesses um, and a total economic output of $6.8 So not insignificant. In fact, when we started this organization... Uh, we we actually uh, counted 125 companies, so you can see the growth over 10 years. Um, it's pretty it's pretty significant. Uh, but in March of 2016, uh, we actually launched a college and career readiness program. We partnered with United Way, a very well known organization and respected organization, both here and abroad, as well as Junior Achievement. To really start to go out and talk to students about opportunities in this space, you know many people think that the only jobs related to this clean tech industry are solar jobs, but it 's so much more than that, so we wanted to get into the classrooms, bring students out of the classrooms and into offices and companies, um, to really connect them with industry experts and we served as a liaison to the clean tech industry, but then also to the students so our goal there was to connect high school, middle school, community college students uh, with professionals in the industry, the clean tech industry, to really provide them with work-based learning opportunities. And, and those really mean you know, direct interaction with employees for students, um, providing students with opportunities to become more aware of careers, um, explore careers of interest, and then obviously Put them on a path to prepare for those careers. So it's it's been a great program. We're really building awareness about industry jobs. You know, examining the skills that are required for those jobs, and really helping students understand um, both their career in college or educational pathway uh, to obtain these jobs.
1: I love that, and I think that's so important because a lot of times, I know high school students, especially these days, especially when they're taking a lot of AP courses and it's a very rigorous um, academic schedule that they keep, it's very hard for them sometimes to get out into the field and actually see the kinds of jobs that are available, Um, the you know, they see educators, they see maybe what mom and dad do, but broadening their experience with what the workplace looks like in the clean tech industry. I just think that's so exciting. We're going to take well, a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about this with Jason Anderson. So don't go away, folks. There's much more Go Green Radio right after this.
0: Welcome back to Go Green Radio.
1: So glad that you could all tune in. And if you're just joining us, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Jason Anderson. He is the president and CEO of Clean Tech San Diego. And we're talking about the many initiatives and programs that Clean Tech San Diego offers to its members and to the community at large to increase the clean tech economy in San Diego. And we were just talking before the break about their college and career readiness um, initiative, And I feel like I cut you off a little bit, Jason. Was there more that you wanted to say about that?
2: Well, no, I think, you know, before we left, we were talking about the impact of uh, what we've been doing on, for students. But I think it's also important you noted that students sometimes don't have time. They're busy in the classrooms and how are they getting out and talking to potential um, jobs and careers and learning about those. And I think you know the, the same holds for teachers as well. They're obviously mm-hmm. extremely busy in the, the classroom and, and, and making sure that they're doing what they need to do. And so programs like this are not necessarily only educating the students, but also educating teachers as well. And I think that's um, just as important because if we can also educate them on the opportunities um, associated with this industry, then that we institutionalize that in their, in their offerings to the students. And I think that's, that's an important part of this as well.
1: Oh, that's so true. What a great point. And, and, you know, in addition to your college and career readiness initiative, you've also been very instrumental in helping K-12 through schools in San Diego, particularly as they're trying to access Prop 39 funds. And the truth of the matter is, Jason, most of our listeners are outside the state of California. So for their benefit... Could you talk to us just a little bit about how Prop 39 funds benefit K through 12 schools and then specifically what your organization has done to help local schools optimize that opportunity?
2: Sure. So Proposition 39 was a ballot initiative that was passed by the California voters uh, about five years ago now, a little over five years. Um, And regardless of the specifics, it closed a corporate tax loophole, um, but the outcome of it was, uh, in addition to the tax hole being closed, a loophole being closed, uh, the state of California set aside five hundred million dollars to invest into energy efficiency upgrades at schools throughout the state of California, um, for health reasons, for environmental reasons, um, just to get some investment into those schools to help them upgrade their HVAC systems, their their lighting, etc. So we saw that as a obviously a significant opportunity for the schools um, and a significant opportunity for businesses to actually go in and help schools uh, upgrade their services. So kind of based on some previous work that we had done where we really see that these collaborations amongst interested parties result in really great things, uh, we worked with SDG&E, again, our local utility, and brought the um, over 40 school districts, 45 school districts in San Diego together together five years ago, and really started educating them on what these funds were, how they can be used, how do they apply for them, and really held their hand throughout the process with the hopes that um, you know, they just wouldn't ignore it, and they would actually move forward and apply for the funds and get those funds into their school, obviously making sure we got our fair share here in San Diego County. We definitely always want to make sure that that's, uh, that's always important to us. Um, mm-hmm. But to make sure that, again, for the benefit of our environment, that these schools were going to be reducing their, their energy use by installing solar and LED lights and other things. Um, but also that's obviously a significant impact to the economy. It's creating jobs for our local contractors that would go in and do that work. Uh, so we worked over the past five years um, and really brought all those schools together and, and helped them expedite the process and work with the California Energy Commission, uh, who admin- administers the fund, um, and we're actually the second uh, the region the second top region funded in the state of California. Um, we've got over a hundred million dollars approved for projects here um, and that's because of the the work that we did um, and really sat down with the school districts to help them understand. And it was a great learning opportunity for us. It was a great learning opportunity for the schools. Um, so it's been um, just really exceptional. and all of the school districts actually have proposals in front of the Energy Commission to get funded. Um, And some of the projects are actually they're turning them into learning opportunities for the students. So if they go in and uh, uh, install solar uh, within the jurisdiction of the school district, they'll take students out to see the project, learn about the project, the benefits of those projects. So it's really been a great program. Uh, It'll be continued until the money's run out. Um, So again, I talk a lot about the success here in San Diego about this this region and this economy and our environment. And a lot of this is really built upon the back of the state of California and the work that the state is doing, our regulatory agencies, our legislature, um, to really advance these solutions. So we are benefiting from that, um, and it's, it's become uh, what we think is just a, a successful model that is hopefully replicated throughout the country.
1: That is fantastic. I mean, congratulations. That's a huge, huge amount of money to bring in for energy efficiency to your schools. And of course, any money that they save in their energy bills is general fund money that they can use for things in the classroom. So that's fantastic.
3: Exactly. No, and one, or, just
1: on that yep. point,
2: one of the things mm-hmm. we're, we're asking the schools to do and some of the, the companies that are working with them is to really help us understand with those savings, with those energy savings, what are they doing? How are they reinvesting mm-hmm. those dollars? You said they go in their general fund, but are they earmarking those for specific programs? Um, to really help advance this, this industry. So it'll be interesting to see what the schools are doing with that saved money. Um, you know, some of it may not be that exciting like deferred maintenance and other things, but <laughs> you know, we'll, we're hoping to see some really interesting curriculum advancements um, as much as possible with some of those savings.
1: Well, that is, that is really exciting, and I look forward to hearing back from you at some point on that because I think, again, that's just one more way you guys are role modeling for the country on that. Now, earlier this year, San Diego became a 2030 district, and some of our listeners may be unfamiliar with what a 2030 district is. So, If you would, describe it in general terms and then tell us how San Diego is working to reach the 2030 district goals.
2: Sure. So, and I'll be honest, I didn't know what a 2030 district was before we we started down this process. So, a 2030 district, um, it's a national affiliation, um, and it's really a set of buildings um, in a community, in a a geographical area, that are aiming to reduce the environmental impacts of their building operations and construction. So, buildings and building owners are um, agreeing to goals to reduce their energy and water consumption by the year 2030. Um, There's about 18 cities throughout the country that have 20, 30 districts. Some of them are are fully operational. Seattle's really um, aggressive and doing some really great things, as are other cities throughout the country. Um, And we didn't like us to see that we weren't on that list. So the mayor of San Diego, uh, Cleantech San Diego, uh, some of our private sector companies, including a, a company here called Measurable, Um, in addition to Alexandria Real Estate and Intuit, which is headquartered here in San Diego. We all got together and and are working on um, establishing this district. Um, We're an emerging district right now. Um, We're really starting to set out the baselines and the the guidelines about how we're going to operate. But for us, this is really about helping the city meet some of the goals of its climate action plan around energy and water efficiency in um, commercial buildings. So we want to be able to prove to other buildings owners in San Diego that, again, this type of stuff, these types of economic or these environmental upgrades, these energy efficiency upgrades also make economic sense. Um, so we're, we manage the district, uh, Clean Tech San Diego manages the district um, as part of our Smart City San Diego initiative, and we can talk a little bit about that. But again, it's in partnership with the city of San Diego Measurable uh D and BGL, Alexandria Real Estate, um ULI, Intuit, Kilroy, um and other local business leaders. So it's businesses with national brands and obviously national footprints uh that again are, are committed to uh the economic and environmental sustainability of San Diego.
1: Well, and you mentioned Smart Cities, uh, your San Diego initiative for Smart Cities, and there are so many different components of that. And, and just in a quick look at your website, I saw Smart Gigabyte Community, San Diego Padres in Petco Park, and several others. So I'd like to give you a chance to talk to us about some of the components of your Smart Cities initiative.
2: Sure. So this is the Smart City San Diego Collaborative was uh, started about six years ago, I think when we actually last spoke. Um, really as a collaboration to develop and implement local initiatives uh, that will improve our region's energy independence, empower consumers to embrace clean technologies, reduce our greenhouse gas emissions, and drive economic growth, really all through the use of data and sensors and Internet of Things, technologies. Um, and so it's, it's really built around how can technology help our cities um, operate better, but at the same time help other institutions um, reduce their energy footprint and also increase their operations to their, to their constituents. Um, just for a quick little definition of what, what the heck a smart city actually is, uh, we see it as an urban development um, that integrates multiple information and communication technology solutions um, in a secure fashion. Security is obviously a, a big issue around smart cities um, to help users manage their organizational assets and in the end provide services to their consumers. And those assets can include transportation systems, uh, buildings, power generation systems, wet water and wastewater services, uh, public safety, law enforcement, fire, et cetera, um, and then broader com- uh, community services.
1: That is fantastic. That is fantastic. And I noticed that uh, part of that was the EV or ever forward. And I'm particularly interested in what you're doing with electric vehicles.
2: Sure. So San Diego has about 25,000 electric vehicles on the ground here. That's significant for a region like ours. Um, we've, got wow. about, we've got over 1,000, I think 1,100 public charging stations in the ground that are providing service to those drivers as they're moving in and around San Diego. Um, And we expect those numbers to grow. The governor of California has um, established significant goals around electric vehicles um, in the state of California. Um, and we want to make sure that we're we 're ready uh, to accept all those drivers that are that are in electric vehicles around San Diego. So a couple of things going on in that regard. Um, San Diego Gas and Electric, again, our utility provider um, has a program power your drive where they're working with their customers um, to incentivize them to go electric and then at the same time, not only kind of corralling some of the dollars that are available from the state and the federal government to incentivize the purchase of electric vehicles, they're also helping consumers put in electric vehicle charging stations either in their their home, their place of business, um, whatever it may be. And then interestingly, they are tying that usage back to the consumer's um, bill, and they are incentivizing the consumers to charge their car When energy is at its lowest, um, which Mm -hmm. oftentimes here in San Diego is during the day. Because we have so much solar generation, we sometimes have excess capacity here in the region. And so it's incumbent and incentivized for drivers to charge their car when we have an abundance of renewable energy. Here in San Diego, our load, our energy load is really high at night uh, when everyone gets home and flips on their air conditioning and their TV and everything that operates their home. And so oftentimes we'll have excess energy primarily developed by solar, generated by solar during the day. And so the program is actually incentivizing customers to charge uh, when we have an abundance of renewable energy, which is a, a really exciting thing for our region, um, we cleantech San Diego uh, launched an ever forward campaign and ever is EV and caps to, to replicate um, electric vehicles um, to really help consumers understand how easy it is to go electric. Um, from a from a transportation perspective. You know, we used to, it was just Teslas on the road or it was just Nissans that were on the road. Um, and now there's so many different options and the affordability of those cars is really driving down and there's incentives, like I said, from both the state and the federal level. And we really wanted consumers to understand kind of what it meant to go electric. So the Ever Forward campaign is really geared around that, uh, providing consumers in a one-stop website um, with information on Um, how they can buy electric and what are all the opportunities out there um, for them and the options that are out there for them. We actually host a ride-and-drive an electric vehicle, ride-and-drive here in San Diego. Um, And for the last two years, it's been the largest one in the world. We've had over 10,000 people come and drive electric. Um, So it's really exciting. Uh, San Diego is a region of first early adopters. Um, So it's really exciting for us to see – how this region is moving forward with the adoption of electric vehicles. And because we are generated by, you know, we have 43% electric renewable energy in our grid, um, hopefully those numbers are going to increase to 100%. Um, the impact, the environmental impact on those, of those electric vehicles is, is pretty minimal. So it's exciting to see that grow in our region.
1: Fantastic. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but we've got so much more to discuss with Jason. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. And if you've just tuned in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Jason Anderson, President and CEO of Clean Tech San Diego. And before the break, we were talking about various components of their Smart City San Diego um, initiative. And there were a couple of additional components of that program that I'd like for you to talk to us about, Jason. The first being what you call Smart Port. Talk to us about that.
2: Sure. So the Port of San Diego uh, is a key partner in not only Cleantech San Diego, but our Smart Cities Initiative. Uh, they're doing some really innovative things on the port, um, both from a logistics standpoint and a security standpoint. Uh, a couple of projects that we we like and that we love talking about, um, they're deploying a smart kiosk system throughout the port uh, that will really enhance the user's experience as they, as they walk around the Port of San Diego. Uh, hopefully it's no surprise to your listeners that San Diego sits on the bay Um, And that we have a really beautiful bayfront that really stretches most of the city um, and other cities in our region. And the Port of San Diego has jurisdiction over that. Um, And these kiosk systems are built by a company called Ike. um, And they allow users to walk up and really understand what's happening around them, get directions to restaurants. It provides information to them on some of the happenings around the port. Um, And it's a great smart city technology that really helps engage uh, the public and consumers in what's happening around the port. Um, the Port of San Diego also has installed commercial solar projects um, to power their cruise ship terminal, which is really exciting um, they 've got a sustainable freight demonstration project where they 're converting uh, some of their freight vehicles to electric vehicles um, and a lot of, so a lot of exciting things happening at a port you know it 's really interesting to see these uh, kind of quasi government agencies um, embrace technology and in- integrate technology into their operations um, and we 're really proud of the work that the port is doing right now. Um, and also, what they're what they're planning for the future.
1: Mm-hmm. And you also have a, a program called Smart Streetlights. Talk to us about that that initiative.
2: Yeah. So, whoever knew that streetlights were going to be an exciting thing to talk about? Um, but <laughs> we've come to that, um, and it's really exciting here in San Diego. So, the City of San Diego has partnered with current by GE, um, in addition to AT&T, and is deploying, uh, they're converting about 14,000 streetlights throughout the city to LEDs, so has a significant, again, economic and environmental positive impact. Uh, But at the same time, they're installing 34 sensors uh, around the city um, to start to help the city collect data. Um, It's called the City IQ Project. Um, The city is going to be able to Collect data on a number of different things that will allow them to provide additional services, again, to the citizens, but also help them kind of regulate things that are happening around, around the city. And when I say regulate, I don't mean from a government perspective, but, you know, regulate the use of streetlights and how streetlights are operating and synchronize those throughout the city. Understand where crowds are um, from public safety issues. Um, do a number of different things throughout our region. Um, it's actually the world's largest deployment, IoT deployment in an urban de- environment. Um, so it's really exciting for us. So we've been hosting hackathons uh, throughout the region, which means we're opening up this data to app developers uh, to see what they can do with it. Um, and we're starting to see some interesting applications come out, a lot of those around parking optimization, um, street lights, uh synchronicity, and um, other things. So it's a really exciting project. For San Diego, and in fact, the Smart City San Diego Collaborative was in uh, Barcelona a couple of weeks ago. There was a large Smart City World Expo uh, with about 18,000 people and 700 cities from all over the world convened. Um, And this project, the project with the city of San Diego and GE and AT&T, was one of the highlighted projects of that. Mm -hmm. So again, some of the things that we're doing that we're first to do here in San Diego Um, is really being looked at around the world, so it's really excited. Um, And then on top of that, there's the city just south of us, which is the city of Chula Vista, um, the second largest city in San Diego. Uh, but they're really focused on rolling out smart city initiatives uh, throughout their, their jurisdiction. They just adopted a smart city strategic action plan. Uh, they've got a huge bayfront development uh, that they are working on that will include the integration of technologies, energy technologies and smart city technologies. Um, so they're becoming a living laboratory uh, for for new technologies in the smart city space. So a lot of exciting things happening in that that area. Um, and we really want to see, again, San Diego maintain its leadership in smart cities deployment um, and at the same time kind of roll this out to the rest of the region. So it's really exciting to what's ha- what's happening here in San Diego uh, from a smart it city is. perspective as well.
1: And I know that, that some of what you do with Cleantech San Diego, of course, is kind of collating all of these great stories and keeping all these heads together um, so that, you don't have hundreds of disparate stories about great things, you have a way of bringing that all together so that it becomes the story of the community at large. And I love that function. But one of the other functions that your organization serves is to engage in public policy advocacy. And you do that at the local, the state, and the national level. And I noticed on your website that some of the issues include things like renewables, energy storage, water, um, and research and development. Talk to us about some of the most most significant advocacy work that Cleantech San Diego has engaged in in 2017.
2: Sure, and I guess since we're talking about our website, let me make sure your listeners know what the website is. It's www.cleantechsandiego.org. My marketing person would would hurt me if I didn't mention that on this show. Um, She's put a lot of work into that website. Um, So, yeah, we do advocate. Again, you know, our really goal around advocacy is to create and maintain market certainty here in California So we advocate on behalf of the industry at large uh, to make sure that what the state of California continues Uh, continues to progress um, and help progress the work that we're doing here locally. Um, So our cap-and-trade legislation just got renewed this year. Uh, There continues to be goals around energy storage and renewable energy generation. Uh, The state of California um, sets aside money every year to help incentivize energy storage projects. Um, So we support those types of policies. And, again, when we're we're having political discussions or policy discussions, uh, we really come to the table with that business voice, um, and make sure that the business interests are being heard um, and make sure that what the state is doing um, is supports the continued growth of the, the industry. Um, at a local level, we support our, our members um, when they're trying to get permits and when they're trying to put projects in the ground. Uh, we support our regional cities adopting climate action plans, which is really another way that this industry um, will continue to succeed we'll, as our members and the technologies help cities meet some of the goals Uh, that they have in their climate action plan. At the federal level, we're doing all we can. It's important for us, I think, to really talk about what's happening here in San Diego. And again, the co-benefits to the economy and the environment uh, for this industry. Um, I like to say that there's, you know, we have 36,000 people, as I said earlier, that are working in this industry, and that's more than the entire coal industry in the United States, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's got a significant impact on our our regional economy and environment. So we've we've written letters to the the new administration um, really outlining what's happening here in San Diego, really pressing that um, environmental and economic uh, regulations don't have to be at odds, uh, those incentives don't have to be at odds, they can coexist, um, and I really feel like, and I know, uh, we're proving that here in San Diego.
1: Fantastic. I mean, and and the more voices in that regard that we can muster, the better. I think that's terrific. Now, talk to us about the San Diego Regional Energy Innovation Network. That was very interesting to read about on your website.
2: So again, I talk a lot about the state of California and the work that they're doing and how they're supporting um, the state and this industry. About a, actually a year ago, we um, received a contract with the California Energy Commission um, and created the San Diego Regional Energy Innovation Network. And this is part of the California Energy Commission's um, econ- energy innovation uh, ecosystem that they are creating throughout the state of California to really support entrepreneurs and Early innovators that are creating energy technologies that will benefit the California ratepayer. So, CleanTech San Diego is is the project manager on this program. We've got subcontractors that are working with us. Those include uh, USD, UCSD, San Diego State University. Um, Connect, San Diego Venture Group, the Center for Sustainable Energy, the Imperial Valley EDC, the Inland Empire Economic Partnership, a number of different organizations. And we've really pulled them all together to, for the first time in San Diego, collectively provide services to energy entrepreneurs. Uh, we've tapped into the private sector uh, we've gotten a, a technical advisory committee together that is helping to mentor these companies, uh, helping them get their product to market, which is the ultimate goal. Um, so it's a really exciting program. We've got about 17 companies um, in the program right now. Uh, one of them actually just got acquired, so that was an early win for the program. Um, but it's a really exciting opportunity, and we're, we're really bringing, again, bringing that community together, collaborating on supporting um, early-stage entrepreneurs in our region. Um, and it's really exciting to see, and we're working with other organizations throughout the state of California. Um, the state has also set aside some money to invest in these companies. Um, so again, it's it's that ecosystem, it's that collaboration, um, and we really hope it is helping to create the next the next wave of energy technologies uh, that again are going to benefit our economy and our environment.
1: Well, and speaking of some of those innovative, you know, technologies, talk to us about what's happening in the biorenewable space in San Diego.
2: Sure. So the biorenewable space has been, you know, we've always kind of sat on top of that. You know, when, the, when this industry was really starting to come together, it was really built upon the shoulders of our wireless uh, industry. Obviously, Qualcomm is headquartered here in San Diego mm-hmm. and has had a significant global impact on the wireless industry. We've got a very large life science industry here. Um, one of the largest in the country, um, and obviously the military is significant here. We've got the largest concentration of military personnel in the world. Um, and so biorenewables, and in particular algae, uh, you know, a number of years ago, companies were really looking at how they can convert algae into fuels. Um, And because of some market um, conditions, uh, they haven't necessarily gotten there yet. uh, But the industry is still strong here. Uh, They've actually pivoted to some degree um, and are now working on products such as nutraceuticals and how can you make flip-flops and synthetics from... from algae um, and they've made some surfboards using algae. So the biorenewables industry is still working on fuels and making that fuels cost competitive with uh, petroleum. They're working closely with the military on that, um, mm-hmm. but they've also uh, started to look at other, other ways for them to use the, the high yield uh, oils that they get from algae. Um, so again, it's an exciting part of this, this ecosystem here in San Diego. And again, kind of pulling from what what we do really well here in innovation um, in San Diego.
1: Well, you do. And and I think what's so exciting is that the innovation is happening in across so many different industries. You know, I mean, you've got biorenewables, you've got electric vehicles. We'll talk about some of the other industries that are thriving in San Diego. But, you know, you have such a a multitude of opportunities available um, in San Diego. It's so exciting. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we have much more with Jason Anderson talking about Clean Tech San Diego. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this.
0: Streaming live the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26 percent, 43 percent, or 14 percent?
3: Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you're all tuned in. Um, we have just been having the best time talking to Jason Anderson, who's the president and CEO of Clean Tech San Diego. They have so much going on that it's like trying to squeeze a watermelon into a Coke bottle to talk about it all in just one hour episode. But I want to talk about the smart gigabyte or gigabit community initiative that you have going on. Jason, tell us about that.
2: Sure, happy to. Um, And again, I'll say, I I feel like I've inundated your listeners with a ton of information here. So www.cleantechsandiego.org is a great resource for information. Um, So really, another exciting program we've launched here in San Diego is the Smart Gigabit Community. Um, This is a program of U.S. Ignite, which is a national organization. Um, And they announced uh, in September the selection of Cleantech San Diego and another local organization here called CyberTech, Um, as the key innovation partner for the city of San Diego um, in the Smart Gigabit Community Program. And what that is, um, it's a program, again, kind of administered by U.S. Ignite. um, And here in San Diego, we're fortunate to have the support of Cox Communications. Uh, but the program is really working to enhance local community innovation uh, by enabling communities to accelerate, again, the development and deployment of next-generation gigabit applications, so high-speed applications um, and services that run on advanced networks. We're fortunate with Cox here in San Diego. We have a gigabit uh, fiber that's supporting this. Um, so we're working to empower San Diego to provide uh, the needed support to address um, our the development of gigabit applications here in our region. And we're looking at things like how can gigabit applications support the wireless health industry? Um, How can gigabit applications provide services uh, to the citizens of San Diego, uh, social services in particular? Um, And also how can uh, gigabit applications help the city of San Diego from an operational uh, perspective? So we just, another exciting program that we launched, um, we were, I believe the 16th city in the country to be named a smart gigabit community Um, So, again, it's part of this kind of national effort um, from a city perspective uh, to really kind of change the landscape around technology and how technology is being used um, to provide services on a number of different fronts. So, again, another exciting thing that's happening here in San Diego.
1: Well, and you also have some very exciting work going on in energy efficiency and energy storage. Talk to us about what you have going on in those industries.
2: Yeah, so energy storage is kind of, that's always been the holy grail of the renewable energy industry. How do we store it so we can use it later and we're there? Um, and so there's exciting things that are happening in the energy storage space all over the world. Um, we were actually home here in San Diego uh, to the world's largest energy storage uh, project. Uh, it was a project commissioned by SDG&E. And I found out just yesterday that Australia just put one online, and so now they're home to the world's largest. Uh, oh. But here in San Diego, we have the circ- second world's <laughs> largest, so that's not too bad. Uh, but we're seeing the, the deployment of energy storage, um, again, at the utility scale, but also at both commercial and um and, and homes. Um so that's really exciting. We've got a number of projects in the ground here. Um as I said earlier, the state of California has what they call the self generation incentive program and that's helping to offset some of the cost um of energy storage. We the state of California did the same thing for solar uh years ago. And so kind of replicating that model or is putting a little bit into this industry to help it get off the ground. Um, but some really exciting things happening here. So solar plus storage um, you know, in energy storage from a commercial perspective, it's, it's really exciting. And, and what that means for consumers and really what it means for commercial consumers is it really helps them kind of shave the peak, and that's where they hit, get their highest energy cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so it allows them to store energy and use it as a later time. Uh, so again, really exciting. And when we're generating a ton of renewable energy during the day with all of the sun that shines here, um, it's a great way to capture that and use it later um, when the sun's not shining.
1: Well, and, and I just have to say it again, you know, that Cleantech San Diego is such a role model for, for public-private academic partnerships, and I really do feel like your members must be overjoyed at the benefits you provide, because having all of this organized and, and collected and, and having a unified front, instead of having hundreds of organizations and companies in the San Diego area trying to do this on their own, um, the power of the collaboration that your organization brings is clearly benefiting the entire community, and I just, I can't say enough about how impressed I am with what you guys have accomplished in Cleantech San Diego. Um, I
2: appreciate that. We have a great, we have a great team, we have a great staff, um, but we've also got a great board and a great membership, so it's, it's obviously a collective effort
1: well and and i'm sure it is but but kudos to you jason because you've been in there for quite a while now i i had to kind of laugh just a little bit because when i was stationed in san diego in the 90s you know the imperial valley had a certain you know there, there was this, a characterization and you guys characterized it in a in a very good, positive, new way that I hadn't heard of before. You said it's California's clean energy playground. And I'd love for you to talk to us about what's happening there and how Cleantech San Diego is involved.
2: Well, really, we like to think of San Diego and Imperial County as California's clean energy playground. Um, Obviously, a lot of the great things going on out here, but a lot of great things happening out in Imperial County as well. So, Imperial County is the county just east of San Diego. It's what separates us from the Arizona border. Um, Primarily a rural and agricultural county. Um, and it's really the home to the large-scale wind and solar generation for Southern California. Um, there's actually a transmission line that was built to connect San Diego and Imperial County so that we could take advantage of all the large-scale solar resources out there. And actually, 100% of the energy that comes through that transmission line is renewable. Um, so, Imperial County is a, is a great place for solar developers uh, to invest. Uh, they, they've streamlined the permit out there. They work very closely with businesses to help them get their projects up and running. Um, it's been an, a tremendous asset for San Diego and really the source of a lot of our renewable energy and in really Southern California's renewable energy and the, the clean tech industry out there, uh, we've just seen it grow so much over the years that it's been really exciting to watch. So a great partner of ours, um, you know, one that that really got us to where we are today from a renewable energy generation perspective. Um, but just again, that kind of you know we understand where, where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are and they've got a lot of open land out in Imperial County, we don't have that here in San Diego, and so we've obviously been able to tap into the, the solar resources that they have. So, um, again, just really exciting things kind of happening between the, the two regions.
1: That is, that is very exciting. Now, I have to go here because... You know, every week a lot of our Go Green Radio listeners are comprised of college students. But I know for a fact that today we have college students in San Diego listening to the show because they've come from all over the country uh, to study in San Diego universities, and a lot of them don't want to leave. <laughs> and they would like to have careers that are uh, a part of creating a sustainable world. And you know, in, in all that you have seen and all that you've worked on in the clean tech space, what advice can you give to those college students?
2: I think probably more than anything kind of throughout their college career is to get engaged and to get curious and to really, um, you know, get out there and start talking to businesses and understand what their needs are and kind of craft your your, your college journey uh, based on those i 've been so impressed in, in the work that we 've done, and uh, I get calls almost weekly from students at, at all the colleges here that just want to talk to me about um, the industry um, and I make time for them because I think it 's important and we open up our events to students so they can come and learn and network with um, in industry so they really understand what you know in a real world perspective what this looks like um, i 'll say that there i 've been again really impressed with some of the on campus groups. Um, Engineers for Sustainable World comes to mind. It's on the UC San Diego campus and they've just tried to stay engaged with us and the businesses throughout, you know, our existence. And I think that really benefits the students on campus. So it's been I think, you know, getting involved on campus and groups that um, are really working to connect students with industry is is really important because there's so much information out there um, and I hope that Cleantech San Diego can be be a good repository for that information. And we're always happy to connect students with our, our members because um, I think it benefits both sides. Um, and where we can identify opportunities, whether they be inter- internships or others, um, you know, we're really happy to support students in that regard
1: that's wonderful and I think um, you know a lot of them will be very excited to hear that a lot of them probably already know that's why they uh, tuned in today to hear more about Cleantech San Diego because they're already aware of the good work that you're doing well unfortunately we've reached the end of this episode and Jason it's just been such a pleasure talking with you and to all of our listeners thank you so much for tuning in you know we'll be here same time same place next week with more Go Green Radio and until then have a wonderful week and do something in your your life to go green.